We're in. All right, here we are. Live at 11... 22. Okay, come on, people. Let's go. Chop, chop. We got things to do here. What do you have to do? Edit this video. <laughs> <laughs> Play more Rage, too. Oh, oh, man. You know what? I think I'm going to have to... Um, something else because uh, we'll leave you blown out it'll be fine you must be talking about me oh yeah oh yeah no oh, yeah when but but maybe that's okay Aaron's a little a little light too and I'm like so we'll we'll just bring all the exposure down and it'll be fine so here we are Sunday as usual new cup new cup yep new cup Teacher's Day my, my students know me so well. You know, Coffee. Like you like can't see the thing. I tried to be straight. It's just color, man. Just I know enjoy you it. Can't see it. Just enjoy the color. What do you want to see? When we do, when we when we move, when we move the head. Oh, there you go. No, put the head back does on that, the fabric, please. Because I don't want you to accidentally bump. Why would I bump? I live with this head every day. Okay, I don't want to accidentally bump. Please put the thing back Okay, up. don't bump! Shit. Do you know? This is the third time I have <laughs> asked you this morning. I think you should know that by now, you're an adult. You're supposed to be able to do these very simple things. Listen. Thank you for getting the sticker off. You're welcome. You should know, as an adult, your limitations. No, no, you not, but you're not supposed to have the limitation of, I can't walk through a space. I am not a thin woman, nor am I agile. That is, and so when that's not supposed to be, you know, big booty itis is not supposed to be a thing that you you get when you get old. What? I've had big booty itis for a long time. I know. Since I was what? I, I, trust me. Six I months know. pregnant, I got big booty itis. When what? What do I tell you every day? You need to do yoga. When the surgeon specifically said, do not do yoga. Damn him. You have a torn ligament. Damn. Damn do that not message. Do it. That is a bad message. Yoga every day. Or Tai Chi. But yoga is easier. I don't even know if I could. I don't know that I could do Tai Chi because of the pivots and the. Pivots? The stress that you put on oh, your whatever, knees. Whatever. Whatever. Tai Chi was my rehab for my knee. What are you talking about? It was my rehab. That's how I got went from not being able to use, like do anything to being able to do it was when I was doing Tai Chi. One day a week and a little bit of practice throughout the week when, when it wasn't like too swollen or too much pain or whatever. That was my rehab. That's how I got to the point where I could then do that was after again. surgery, not before surgery. Of course surgery. it was after surgery. <laughs> Dude, I'm before. I said it was rehab. I'm before the surgery. Yeah, but you're, you know, whatever. Go ahead. Tai Chi. It'll help with the big booty eyes. Walking those stairs helps with No, apparently it doesn't. Because you can't walk up from the stairs very much. Well, I lost a whole bunch of weight when I started because mm -hmm. I was walking, you know. Is it coming back with a vengeance? The weight? No. I haven't gained any back yet. Thank goodness. Well, think of it this way. Next year, the school's going to have elevator. <laughs> I don't right. care. I don't care anything about so it. So here we are. Um, um, yeah. 
What you got for this week? Oh! We've got artwork. Artwork. We've got artwork. Finally have some artwork for the back. We got the backdrop thing for the artwork. And here's our first piece of artwork from Creations by Georgia. The, the, the artwork! Aaron's birthday present. Aaron's birthday present. Yes. Black Panther. Is this a quilt or is this a blanket? It's, it's a, a wall hanging. But it's a quilt. It's a, it's a quilted wall hanging, yes. All right, so we've got a quilt. No. We've got to be on your body. It's meant to be on And this is meant to go up, so we have to get a pole. It's in its natural state. Speaking of, that's what I was going to do. That's why That's why yeah, we tried. Didn't. We tried, but the pole is too the, big. The, the, it's too big around. Uh, okay. We, Mom, that was the first thing Mom was trying to do. Okay, so that's why I left the pole off. Okay, um, so our first piece of art, we're waiting for our next pieces of art to go up, and hopefully Rodney will hook us up. With some art, some Rodney art. Oh my gosh, I love his stuff. So we need some Rodney art. Oh. And we've got some Creations art. And we're gonna get some other art, right? We're gonna get some things that some hopefully will, might come before we depart the country. Well, depart the state <laughs> at least. <laughs> because they've been in the country for a while now, haven't they? They've been in the country since May 9th. But that means nothing. Because I. Well, they... That means something. No. What day is today? May 26th. May 26th. But I get the goddess provision boxes every month. Yeah. And my March box arrived March, no, April 9, April 7 in the country. I did not get it until May. So we may, we might get tapestries. And we might not. I'm hoping that my April box comes before we move. Hmm. So. Since we don't know when that is. We got Black Panther, who we were talking about today due to the Back of the Theater podcast and their, mm. their. <laughs> Manilek, their, I'm so disappointed their, <laughs> in you. I am. Their end game review. I'm so disappointed. I went to the Back of the Theater podcast Facebook page. And typed out a message, and I was like, you know what? Never mind. Why? You should have typed. What? What the hell? I was. I'm so frustrated. I'm. What? Wait, wait, wait. How are You're you frustrated when frustrated. we're the ones that we're trying to get you wait, to watch these but movies. But I watched them for ten years. But I watched <laughs> them. But wait, you watched them. We were what? after you for ten years. The people have been listening to us tell you to watch these things for but what? Two years. But I What the go, hell? I didn't go to film school. I am not a writer. I am not anything to do with film. I'm just a regular old everyday. <laughs> I'm a civilian. <laughs> I'm a peasant. I, I'm a peasant. I'm a film a, peasant. Yes, and this man, this is his job. This is his career. This is his passion. And then he's going to do a review on the end of a 10-year series. And he didn't take the time to go and watch the damn, the most critical films in the series. Are you fucking kidding me right now? He didn't watch Ultron. He didn't watch Winter Soldier. He didn't even know what fucking Winter Soldier was. Are you kidding me right now? This baffles me. I know. How, How are you the most emotional about this? Because I'm just the peasant. <laughs> we felt like this when you watched Black Panther. Right? No, because I didn't watch those things. I wouldn't have watched them without Daddy saying it's okay. Yeah, I know. 
No, that's not true. But, well, but Black Panther, we didn't <laughs> watch it right. because we went to the movie theater. Right. Um, yeah, but it was out for a month before we got to see it. And, and everybody else was in uh, and, and Captain Marvel, you hadn't seen a bunch of them before you saw Captain Marvel, so... And yes, but I was told by the ones who have, had seen it, especially like Jess, because Jess has seen all of them like 50 times. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Duh. So Jess had seen all of them like 50 times, and she's like, it's okay for you to see this. Now, Ragnarok, I wouldn't have seen it had we not been on a plane for 16 hours. You, you could have made a different choice. Yeah, you could have watched The Lord of the Rings like everybody else did. You could have watched The Lord of the Rings. You could have done you could have done, you could have done even, so many different things. Do not act like you had, had you were captive cause that, to cause that Ragnarok. Because that makes sense to you. But I'm going to go back and watch days, it again. A few days before Endgame came right. out. Right. Because we were watching Ultron and I was like now you know why Hulk is in the Quinjet. Right. Now you know why he's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you saw that and it's like, why is the Quinjet there? Why is Hulk there? Why but I didn't Hulk know what a talk? Quinjet was because I hadn't even seen oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not the it's same not, thing. I had it's not, in, it's not in the Guardians of the Galaxy. But, but, I had only, but I only saw <laughs> the first Avengers and that was all I'd seen. Are there Quinjets in the first Avengers? I don't think so. Yes, because Hawkeye flies yeah, one. and Hulk jumps on top of one. Okay, but I didn't know what it was called. Those are the jets Those that are, are on the, the the tarmac when they're before they even take off. Those are all Quinjets. So yes, you have seen them. They're, they're now you haven't seen the Quinjet that goes in space, but that's a whole other diff, whole other thing. Right. Because that happened in that got developed in 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 Shield. Agents of Shield. They they, Shield. they did a the thing the one that goes into space. <laughs> But I also didn't like the fact that Menelik was picking on the kids for crying. <laughs> and then he starts picking on the grown-ass man for crying. Hey, man. But he has no emotional attachment to the to the characters. Oh, wait. You didn't cry when Yondu died. I, why, why you got to bring up Yondu, man? I didn't cry why, when Yondu died. Why you got to bring that up? Why you because, gotta because, that? because I didn't have the same perspective as you. Right, yeah, because you didn't have the gap. That's, I don't know. I feel like the the gap. Time, between, time makes a big difference. Right, because if you watch them within a night, which I did. Yeah, time, you, time. If makes you a big do difference. that, like skipping the ones you've already seen, like Ragnarok yeah. and Black Panther. If you do that, it's you don't. It doesn't have time to sit. Down I am the only one in the house that watched Just so all you know, of them. that literally sat down and watched every single one in order skipping nothing not even incredible hulk oh god that skipping movie should nothing be skipped forever and Why? watching it's not that bad as a movie it's not that bad and i think hulk kind of stands outside of its end scene <coughs> it stands alone from everything yeah. it it literally is has no i mean it gives you a little bit of of his strength and abomination, but, and, you know, it gives them something, it, it gives Mark Ruffalo's Hulk a reason to not want to be Hulk, because he, like he says, he broke Harlem. He, it gives him that, that reason to be like, I don't want this thing to come out because I feel bad about what happened before. Right. So we got the before. But other than that, it really has no... 
real connection outside of the colonel that is chasing him. Yeah. Because the colonel is chasing him in, in Hulk, and then he's the one who is going to bring the Segovia Accords to them. He's the one yeah. that's the government guy. So, yeah. But, you know, Tony ends him essentially by saying, dude, stop chasing this thing. Know. You know, we're, 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 do- we're doing a thing. Stop, stop chasing him. Stop holding a grudge because you know, he hurt your daughter. But he didn't hurt his daughter. No. No, he did not. Banner did. No, he when didn't. He, when he turned into Hulk the first time, he hurt Betty. And that's kind of why he was... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, the very the first very time. The very first time. Oh, I thought you meant like in the Incredible Hulk film. No. No, nah, but he, he's... I don't think that's why he's bitter. I think what he's bitter about is he, he says it in there that Banner never knew that they were using the Gamma thing that radiation to make super soldiers. They were trying to replicate what the doctor had done with with Captain America. They were trying to do that mm-hmm. again. And he tells him that. And he tells Abomination, the guy that becomes Abomination. Yeah. He tells him that, that, you know, and that's why all that stuff was on the ice. Right. And then they start injecting him with this stuff, trying to replicate what the doctor had done to Steve. Right. But okay. All right. Yes. Uh, Back to the theater, y'all, y'all. Leonard is on Leonard, top of it. Leonard, thank yeah, you, Leonard. He has the comic book now. But he's he's on yeah, top of it. He's the Leonard he is, is the, like, the expert. He's the expert. Leonard is on top of it. You need to have Leonard on there more often because you know your your comic book knowledge is like mine, terrible. Um, Hans, we got to turn your mic down. But then oh, after that, yeah. you know, Menelik, we need to turn we your mic up. No, 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 Menelik, we need you. <laughs> Watch all films before review. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch. When, when he, he said something like, what is that? When did that happen? And you're like, what? Winter Soldier. What is, is that, that? Is that a comic book or Is something? that only in the comic book? And I, I, I think I think some of that stuff is supposed to be. Oh, he was talking about the stones. and The power stone. The power stone. And he's like. When did that happen? What is that? Yeah, and I, I, it's very funny. I, hopefully, Menlik was joking the whole time. Cause, oh, you know, I doubt it. I doubt it, because some I of it was... Because that was, that was genuine. <gasps> I don't understand what oh, you're talking about. Because, honestly, <coughs> me me listening to that this morning was me hilarity. Up. Listen, it's 7 o'clock this morning. I hear things moving around. And I'm like, okay, Aaron's setting up for the podcast. That's what happens Sunday morning. I have another hour to sleep, right? Then I hear, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm like, something happened. And now I know that he always listens to Back of the Theater while he's doing this. As you do when however, you're setting up for your podcast. However... I thought, oh shit, the cat did something. Somebody's gonna die. He broke something. They knocked. Oh, I, I almost broke something. A gut. And like right then there. he is starts that little, that little spot. Then he starts laughing hysterically, and I'm like, ah! not one of these fools do. So I just got up and got in the shower, but it's so funny. It's so awesome. It, it was it was great. It was not great. Oh, it was great. I really feel like I just need to watch it again. again I said it's showing this afternoon at no, 5 o'clock. I don't want to go back and watch no, it in no, the movie theater. No, I want to watch no. it. No, I need I need Watching it in the movie theater is like a... Not a... a I definitely need yeah. it on a smaller screen. 
right because, I, because we, the spot we were in, I was like this the whole time. It wasn't yeah, even. We it was sold out. But it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was just. It, I need. I need the the film to be, kind of there. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt after Black Panther because our Too viewing. Much yeah, was, and we were in a three D and it was horrible and. I felt like I was constantly like trying to adjust. My, I was constantly adjusting my glasses, but I felt like I was missing things all around because it was just yeah. too much going on. And that movie should not be three D. No, I think I think a lot of them could be because they're they're for the most part filmed in IMAX, so they're made for three D. The problem I think we had in China is the theater we were seeing it in was not an IMAX theater. No. So and it Even was, though it claimed to be it was an IMAX running theater. a 3D film <laughs> with conventional 3D glasses and it just wasn't it wasn't a very good experience. It was it was just a you needed to be I think you need to be backed away from it a, a little bit more and it just wasn't it, it felt like you were missing stuff like yeah. You know, it, yeah. it just it was too much, too fast, too much going on. You know, there were there were moments like I've watched Black Panther twice since yeah. since we watched it in the theater, and there's so much well, that I missed by watching it in the I mean, theater. Just that last fight. I watched. I bought it on my it. iPad. Well, you know what? I know what got me for a second. Hold on. The the. When the cars are at night and they're coming yeah. out in Korea, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. almost all of that I you missed. missed a lot of it, yep. Blurry. I bought it on my iPad. I don't usually download movies on my iPad, but I have the best iPad in the house. Wait, wait, why would you do that when we already have it? Because I wanted the HD version and I wanted yeah, to, make, got to that. watch it on the plane. and. Yeah, got so, that. You spent money on something we already had. Yeah. What the hell? We have it. 1080p, high quality version of it. Okay, I bought it. What the hell? I bought it. But now I can watch it at recess. You could watch, you could have watched it before. I bought it when we were in China. Oh. I didn't buy it here. I bought it when we were in China because I wanted to see it again because I felt like I missed so much. You did. And Just so like when I did. and I watched it and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Wait, when did that happen? I didn't. I didn't realize those were you. the colors. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. Yeah, the the I don't know if the colors they weren't really. I can't remember. I don't think I felt that they were bad. I don't think that they. I felt that they were off. It just felt like. Everything moved too. It quickly. felt art, it felt very artificial. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is the best way to explain it. It didn't feel unreal. It just felt artificial. Like, right. like you were watching it and going, like you accepted it until you saw what it actually looked like. Yeah. And then you were like, oh God, that that's not what I saw the first time. Right. Yep. There is a lot that we missed just by watching it in the theater in, the, in China. And I think if we if we saw the film, the way it was meant to be seen, because of the way it was shot, in the theater that it, in the theater equipped correctly, yeah. I think it would have it would have been okay. Yeah, I feel like though if we had seen it in Thailand or we'd seen it here versus in China, it would have been an, an amazingly different experience because the quality I we experienced in Thailand and the quality we experienced here outshines 
China exponentially. Yeah, here it's it, well, China doesn't. I don't. And they also. They, I don't think they're getting. Maybe they're not getting a good copy, but I don't. I definitely know because the reason I know that we weren't in an IMAX theater is because the IMAX theater was down the hall. Yeah. And we weren't in that theater. No. Nope. So. And I think they put the Chinese version probably in that in the IMAX theater, and they put the English version in in the theater we were in, which yep. then, and I believe that they had to change the movie, like the version of Black Panther that we saw is not the original no, version. No, no, no. Like things were removed. Yeah. I cannot remember what was not well, there. Well, it's funny because when I went, when we lived in Phuket, and I went to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. I was like, okay, they showed a lot more than I expected. But then when I got the movie, after it, it released to be at home, it was so different right. than what I saw. Because the version that they showed in Thailand and the version that was in the US, not even close. There are huge sections cut out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I remember seeing this in the movie because I was critiquing the movie as I was going because I'd already read the book several times. And so I was like, why would they make this choice when this should have been like this? And See, that's what I don't that's why I don't read the books for. I hate to do that. Yeah. It so ruins the entire movie. I don't know. I don't remember enough of Black Panther because I felt when we left the theater, I already felt like I'd missed so much. Like, I couldn't remember things because there was so much distraction on the screen. So I don't remember what was missing in the U.S. version versus the Chinese version. Hmm. But I do I do remember, because I was by myself at the Thai version of Fifty Shades, I do remember huge sections that even in the uncut version for the U.S., they are not in there. I they're been, not in the U.S. version? They're not in the oh. U.S. version, and they're not in the uncut version. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I definitely think that if, 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 <coughs> if you're going to talk about a series, you should probably see the series. Yeah! Yeah. That was such a drastic change in voice, but okay. That was really Your mother's weird. just hitting puberty. Leave her alone. Yeah, I know. That was really weird. Listen. All right. What else you got? You got something else? I mean, I got a list, of course. Because, you know, the list is, is a thing that I'm doing now to make sure that we don't forget stuff. You got, you got anything? You got nothing? All right. I got another one. How about this one? I wrote down on my list. Air quality. 202. What the hell? Well, it Actually, it doesn't to, say what the hell. It got up to two, you know I mean. 207, I think. No, no. I My 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 thing was, um, not this past week, but the week before, we were off, what, two, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, for the, yeah. Because the, the quality of air was so bad and the pollution was so bad. <coughs> but then we were at school and the quality of air was about the same as and higher than yeah. it was when we weren't yep. at school. So I was wondering, who is making this decision? Because basically, to me, it felt like... 
we got to get these kids back to school because these parents are not coming to work. Or right. we need to get these yes. kids back to school because the parents don't want the kids at home. I mean, because it's like, wait a minute, you sent them back to school and the pollution was the same. Actually. Or worse. Like, one of my kids came in Monday morning and she said, Mrs. Farr, I'm really worried about the, the pollution. And I said, okay, what are you worried about? And she's like, it's so high. Do we need to wear masks like they do in China? And I started laughing. So I was like, no, honey, it's totally different. So I opened up the weather app to see what the level was. And PM 2.5. At um, 7 o'clock in the morning, on Monday morning, it was 122. But by 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon, it was 207. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to explain to the child that in China, it's like 300 plus. In Beijing, because she's she only knows Beijing. Depending on the day. Depending on the day, it could go up to like six hundred. Those are the days when you can't see the buildings across the, the way. But I was explaining to her there's a difference between the smoke, which is what we were dealing with, and particulate in the air and pollution in the air from factories and cars and coal fires, because China still does everything with coal. In the north. And yeah. <laughs> so she use the cool in the south for electricity or not. But anyway, you probably have water. Wuhan's got the dam, yeah. but I mean I don't in the south south. In, I don't know. I don't know either. But I was explaining to her the the difference and why the mask would make a difference in China, whereas it wouldn't really make a big difference here. And and she kinda calmed down a little bit. But then by like seven ten the kids are starting to complain about the smell of smoke. And I had gotten up that morning like, why does it smell like smoke in here? And you thought I had lit sage, and I thought maybe you had done it in the morning, but it was really smoky in the house. Yeah, that's a thing I do. Well, you never know. And so we I get to the classroom, and it's, it smells like smoke in the classroom. But then by 7.10, the kids are complaining, Mrs. Farr, my nose is burning, my eyes are burning, my throat is burning, and we're still at school. But the two days of the last week before, we weren't at school. Yep. And by the end of the day, my throat felt like I was drinking hot nails. It was hot so nails. hot nails. It was so sore and so raw. Because it would have felt better with cold nails. Oh. Well, yeah, it's not as painful, duh. You know what? Because <laughs> you know, ingesting nails, I have a feeling it doesn't feel good in any sense. I enjoy my nails lukewarm. Yeah. Keep going. I like them on ice, though. <laughs> I find they're the best when they're chilled. So. You know, you can shut it too. <laughs> Keep going. So, but my eyes were burning, my throat was burning, my nose was burning, and that's when I came home and was like, hey, <laughs> this is what happens. And you look at the thing, you're like, holy shit. Look at this, it's over 200. Yeah. And when I asked our my co-teacher, it's over 200, does that mean they're going to call school again? She's like, I doubt it. Right. Because, because they closed you know, the government kids. offices, they closed mm -hmm. schools, they closed but businesses. But if it's unsafe... It seemed like something would trip in someone's mind if they're saying it's unsafe on this day <laughs> and it's this level 
and you have the same but higher or higher level another day, why are you not closing things? Right. Seems like you would have to because intellectually speaking, Duh. you need to close it because you closed it before. It's like it, it's like it's like saying, oh, we got, you know, we're gonna get four feet of snow tomorrow, we're not gonna have school. Okay. And then a week later, somebody comes along and says, we're gonna get four feet of snow tomorrow, and you don't close school, and you get the four feet. It's like, why? What are you talking about? It's like you're, you're intellectually dishonest at that point. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things that really bothered me is they they canceled school because of the pollution on Thursday and Friday of the week before. But this week we were supposed to have Friday with no kids. And which would have given us time to catch up on all of our stuff as teachers to do that we have to do the grading, the whatever. There's so much stuff that's due tomorrow, and I don't have any of it because I was supposed to do it on Friday. See, and we were supposed to have. And what they ended up doing was canceling the teachers' day, right? And sending the kids to school. Yeah. So we had our students all day on Friday instead of being able to do all of the stuff that they're telling us to that do. the the government wants us to have done by Monday but we're not supposed to work on the weekends well it doesn't matter I don't have the thing the thing that we're supposed because from what I was told I don't have the thing to do the job that they're asking me to do so it's like that's gonna be interesting come tomorrow I don't know what that means maybe we'll do it tomorrow Anyway, um, yeah, air quality. What else you got? That's it. You want you want another one from the list? Go for it. Oh God. See, this is why I have to make the list. <laughs> These two, they ain't got shit. Really? You ain't got nothing. You ain't got no Q of the W. You ain't got nothing, Bob. Nothing. All right. How about <laughs> lying ass students? Ooh, I'm so tired of Okay, honestly, I don't really want to talk about that. Lines. I just said it. One thing, one thing I know for sure, the only thing I really want to say about that is lying is taught. And Curious. if your child is lying to you, you're right. You you're you're the you're the problem. Okay? Moving on. How about Without talking about lying ass students, I actually put lying ass students and teachers, but that's a whole other issue. Responsibility. When should it be taught? And why isn't it stressed in Mexican schools? Well, responsibility should be taught from the time they are born. If they can take it out, they can put it away. You have responsibility? Who then your You said. Take it out. My brain went to a whole nother place. Why is she saying? If you take the toys out of the box, thank you. See, now that's way better than what you said. They can take the. They can take it out. It's like they can take the pan out of the cupboard. They can take the cat food out of the bowl. They can put it back. Aaron, you used to sit and take the cat food out of the bowl and make designs on the floor. Next. So you could you had to put it back. Okay, yeah, I don't. From the beginning. I don't understand this idea that 
a lack of responsibility is a good thing in an educational institution. Yes, but I don't get that. I sit there, and I'm not talking about just the students now. I'm talking about uh, a lack of responsibility, <coughs> top to bottom. Oh yeah. If the if the students are at the top and the the top of the school is at the bottom, if that's what you're saying, and like all the way through, why is it? Why is responsibility a thing that's not not stressed? I don't know. I I am always flabbergasted that I sit in these parent meetings and the coordinator will talk about how the parents need to give the child responsibility at home and these are the things they should be doing for their age. But then she braided me and was pissed off because I refused to color code their notebooks because they were already labeled on the front the shelves were labeled where they have to keep them, and it's their responsibility to put the books where they belong when they're finished. It's their responsibility to keep track of their books. It is not my job to do that. And she got so furious because I wouldn't color code the books so that it would make it easier for them. But that's not my job. Well, apparently it is your job here in Mexico. I, t- I just told but her, then, I said, that, I'm not that, creating puppets. But doesn't that get back, get, get back to the yeah. question is, why so, isn't it stressed in Mexican schools? Because it's being removed by the teachers. But I said to her, how hypocritical are you to sit here and tell me that I have to be the one responsible for their their books, but yet you're telling their parents that they need to have more responsibilities at home. It's their responsibility to care for their items. Yes, but I don't think... I don't think, especially where we are today, I don't think that anyone sees responsibility as a part of education. Which is weird. Which, for us, it's weird. For them, I don't think it is. But for us, it's very weird because we have that we have certain responsibilities as children at home. Yeah. So we're coming to school already having... I mean, we're coming to school as, as five, six-year-olds, maybe seven-year-olds in kindergarten and first grade. Uh-huh. We're coming to school already having certain yep. responsibilities just as being alive children. Yeah. You don't just come... You don't just do anything you want to do. Is what, And that's what I see from a lot of students <coughs> that are younger. They they think that they're just supposed to... Show up. Like, they're the, everything is, you know... My happy time, my, my play time. It's like I have zero responsibilities. Whereas when I, I would say most most Americans don't get that, they don't get afforded that ability to have that kind of freedom, even in being four, five, six, oh, seven years no. old. We don't have that. We're no. we're we're expect. We have certain expectations. Even if we don't have a ton of responsibility at that point, we do have certain expectations. Right. Like you said, you take it out, you put it back, you clean your room, you pick up these things, you, you make a mess, by the you door. wipe it up. You know, you, you might even have to walk the dog or something, or you might have to, maybe you do something in the yard, or maybe you, you know, you you help clean when your parents are cleaning the house. I mean, even at that young age, yeah. there are certain responsibilities that you know you have. Yep. These kids have come to school all this time and they have not had any of these. I have talked to my sixth graders and I was like, you know, well, when you clean your room, you should do... And they look at you like, what do you mean when I clean my room? Right, they like, have somebody that does that for like, them. Um, excuse me, it's your room. You're the one that made it dirty. 
Shouldn't you be the one to pick? The, no, no, I have a this or my mom or what are you talking about? You're in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Why is your mom cleaning up your room? Yeah. Well, I mean, sixth grader. Does your mom she ever clean out your clothes too? Yeah. Everything. I mean, and it's understand that that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to get at is this idea of responsibility. Yes, it's it's absent in elementary education mm -hmm. in this country, apparently. Uh, definitely at the school, but in the, from what I understand, it's it's not just the school when it comes to that. But in elementary education, it's like that's the foundation for what comes next. And it would seem to me that that would be important for the next level, middle school. Mm -hmm. You know, once they leave elementary, it seems like that would be sort of important. Like those teachers, those parents would want their children because I, I had a meeting on uh, Friday and and I'm sitting there basically saying your child did not take the responsibility to do their work. We've had weeks and weeks. Your child had plenty of time. All of the stuff, none of this stuff is homework. This was all classwork. It's like, okay, if that's the case, then who, who should be talked to? You know, I'm to the point now where all parent meetings just basically need to have the child there. Oh, I mean, we're at the yes. end of this. I mean, basically by by Friday, we're at the end of. I'm I'm done, right. essentially, because there's no new information that can be taught because nothing is going to go in the gradebook. So anything you're teaching, one, it, there's no um, grade ramification. But there's, you might as well go ahead and just just kind of write off the next month because the kids. If they didn't do the work when they were going to get a grade, they're what makes you think they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need to get this done or I need to focus on this. Like, no, they're not going to focus on these things. You're going to be giving them busy work for a month. and We're going to be babysitting yeah, for a month. And which is really not good nope. because that's when they're going to have most of their um, issues when it comes to behavior and all that stuff because basically they know. You know, it's like it's like... This is this is why when you're in high school and you're going to graduate that year, this is why your graduation is so early. Yeah. You know, because once you finish and they have to get the grades in, get you out. Yeah. Send you home. Because if you're going to stay at school, you're just going to be a troublemaker at that point because you have no reason to be there. Yep. You're done. And and I think our kids, they're going to be doing, they're going to be going through that same process right now because they're ending elementary school. And it's just like, why are you here? I mean, I'm not going to understand why they would come. If if I'm a parent and I'm allowed um, 30 days, 35, of, 35 days of not having, I would have saved up all those days for this last month. Oh yeah. I would have done no travel. They would my kid, my child would have been at school from day one all the way until this Friday. Yep. And once this Friday came. We'll see you at graduation. Well, you know, because there's no reason for my child to come back here. There's, there was a child who he hasn't missed. I'm gonna say maybe five days the whole school year, and for Mother's Day, his mom booked a cruise for their family, and but he was gonna be gone that next week. Well, we didn't go to school on Wednesday because it was Teacher's Day, and then we had Thursday and Friday off. So now the mom is like, "Yes, that means I have two more extra days. I bet you we won't see that kid after the 11th of June." Okay. Which but is I mean, okay with But I mean, the, the idea, I mean, <coughs> one, this idea that you have 35 days to miss school. Which is Absolutely weird. psycho. 
I mean, you, there's no way that anybody should have that kind of allotment of missing school. Because honestly, the idea of go to school unless you're sick, unless you're like incapacitated, that rule that we had back in the day, like I, I, don't, I went Aaron, years without missing school. I think I got too. all the way to like my senior year and then I got, I got chicken pops. And then I missed school. But outside of that, and, and before that, I like never missed school. When it, like elementary and middle. I was like, I never missed school. I was always there. I had to be Kinda dying. Kind of like this job. I'm always there. I had to be dying to be able to miss school. And even like I said, then. I, I, didn't, I didn't even have that. I had in my. Seventh, dying was not an option. In seventh grade, I missed a total <laughs> of 17 days of school. Because I had tonsillitis, and then I ended up having to have my tonsils out. So I missed school for 17 days total. But your tonsils are fine. <laughs> China. <laughs> they checked her tonsils in China uh, and told her that they were fine. They also checked my uterus and said it was okay. It was okay, too. I don't have either. They've been gone for a while. So, but they're okay wherever they're, they are. They're good. They're good. So I had a jar they got stuck in. Right. Perfect. They are on vacation. What are you talking about? We threw a blonde voyage they're party. No, for... no, no. They're, you may have thrown a <laughs> They went to the beach yeah. or whatever. So, but in, I remember my mom getting in trouble with the state because I had missed that many days in a school year. And my mom had to go back to the hospital and get proof that I had been there so many times. I had to have letters from my doctor saying I had strep and tonsillitis and all the dates. And she had to go and meet with some mediator so that I didn't get held back and so that she didn't get in trouble by the state. Well, that's a whole other issue is the idea of being held back. Now, I had all my work done. Yes, but... But I hadn't but been in you, the classroom. You're right. If you don't come for a certain <laughs> amount of days, you don't come for a certain amount. You, you weren't there. Like, if you count the days, right. you have to have this amount, this minimum. If you from don't have that I minimum, was, you're going to do that year again. Or I think again, it was from, like, um, October to March, I had missed the 17 days, and that, that was too much. I remember when Aaron and Keegan were in school, and I was volunteering in the office, and I had to send letters home to parents for kids who had missed 11 days through the school year by March. And I can't even imagine what the hell they would do here because I, my kids get to like 18, 20 days, and I'm like, hey, we need to let these parents know they don't have much time left. I don't, I don't. We have understand. kids that are if over forty the, days, and the, parent, the students are not are not. The students are within their parents' care. The, the parent should know how many days that their child hasn't been there. I don't think so. Well, I mean, you would think if they're the ones that kept them home. Well, I would say if they're sick, because we had a, a thing of flu, where we were had a lot of kids that were testing positive for the flu, and they would be gone five to seven days. I know, but the parents and should the know parent, how many days their child has not been to school. They're the ones not. I don't know that they. They're keep the track ones not sending them. I agree, but I don't think they keep track of it. Well, therein lies the responsibility issue, right? Yep. I mean, you're, what you're saying is the parents are not responsible for the kids. The kids are not responsible. Uh-huh. For them. I had a child walk in one day and said, "Can I go to my locker?" And I said, "No, you can't go to your locker during this time. It's the <laughs> twenty minutes or whatever." Between, you know, like 7.10 to 7.30, the first class starts mm-hmm. at 
And in that time, they're not supposed to be out there in the hallway. They're not supposed to be at their locker. Okay. That was the rule from the very beginning of the school year. And it's like, okay, fine. If that's the rule, I will enforce it. So the child comes to me and says, can I go to my locker? And it's now. We... It's been a whole year. It's like, why are you even asking? You already know the answer to this yeah. question. And they say, well, I didn't get, I didn't come to, I came to school late. Why did you come to school late? Because that's the time I got dropped off. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, no. But why didn't you go to your locker before you came they in? They couldn't. They couldn't. Before they you were, came in? They were after that time. That's what um. I'm saying. So I'm, it's like, um, no, you can go later, but no, you're not going to be able to go now. And they were like, but why not? It's like, but because you know your rules. But it was my parents' fault. It's like, then maybe you should talk to your parents. Tell them that you can't go to your locker if you come after 710. <laughs> to make sure that they understand that getting to school late has ramifications that you have to pay for. Yeah. So why not, when are you going to talk to them? Because if they're bringing you to school, that's, I mean, when... I, I've seen, I have been, and I have seen kids that have been like, Mom, Dad, it's getting late. I got to go. I got to be at yeah. school. Yep. You know? And, and you know, when the bus was, like, when you're in high school and the bus comes late. Woo! You, you know, and you're like, you're like, come on. You know, you're killing me. Yep. I'm the one that's going to get in trouble. Now, granted, if the bus is late and the school system runs the buses, then yes, you get that communication. You, everybody on that bus doesn't get in trouble. But, you know, you you are almost not allowed to use those things as excuses for you not doing something. Right. And because you have to take the responsibility, even though it wasn't your fault. Yep. And I, I think that's the thing that's not, it's not here. It's not among this group of people that we're around every day. Yep. This idea that, it may not be your fault, but you're going to be responsible for it. It's like um, one of the, the kids can't wear jeans to PE. And and I don't know why they do this, because the kids can't wear jeans to PE. They write in their books, but then nothing happens. I don't understand. I don't why, get it. Why write in the book? Why waste the time? Why do anything if nothing's going to ever happen? Because literally nothing ever happens. But one of the kids said, are we having, uh, are we doing this thing? And I said, no, not today, that's tomorrow. And they were like, oh no, I'm wearing jeans and I have PE and I thought where I was gonna be in this thing because it was Thursday and they weren't supposed to have school on Friday uh -huh. and blah, 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 uh -huh. all this stuff. And I was like, I know it's not your fault, but it looks like you gotta pay for it. Right. And they were, and this particular student was like, yeah, you're right. But that's also a student that takes responsibility for the things that, that, that they yep. do on a daily basis. Whereas the other students would have been arguing that they shouldn't get in trouble. It's like, but you still have PE. Yeah. It's still, it's still even, anything can happen, you know, and, and being prepared for what might happen is, is that's you taking responsibility. I mean, why not? Why didn't you just bring another pair of pants? Right. Everybody would let you change. Why not just change? You know, it's like, why were you not prepared for the yep. possibility that you would have that class? And that, you know, that that's, that is the issue. Taking responsibility. Yep. You knew your schedule. Your parents couldn't tell you what to do because your parents don't know your schedule. Yep. Shit, I don't know your schedule. All I knew was my schedule. You know. Shit, I still look at my schedule every day. Well, of course, of course. But I mean, I'm not going to keep that you know, in my head. Yeah, it's too much. You know, you got four. I've got four different classes, and they're coming for two different subjects. I have two classes, but I my kids go to 
I have them each half of the day. So um, this day, and they switch weeks. So one week I start with the one group and end with the other, and then the next week they switch. So I'm never going to remember. All right, let's uh, go to another topic. (coughs) The big topic that only I can talk about. Well, let's hear it then. But there's not, I can't talk about it because I'm the only one. End of the Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Can't help you there. See? I, I See? She ain't watched none. I haven't seen none. Now, here we go again. You should watch that show. Here we go again. All over Just again. Like you New show. Watch Stranger Things and all the other See? shows. See, see, here we go again. With you should watch, and now you're gonna pull a mental leg. Say you don't like this kind of stuff. It's like you know what? I didn't say I didn't like that kind of stuff. Then you, why aren't you watching it? Meh. See, man, is what I get. Come on now, watch watch the Game of Thrones. You'll really like it. And and he's now he's now watching Game of Thrones. You're in season two, right? I think I started season. Oh, see, he's moving up. So he's on season three. What do you think about Game of Thrones so far? Don't spoil it. If I put the little sign over your head, maybe I'll make, you know, him say spoiler man or something. Yeah, yeah, because you are the spoiler. The spoiler. Don't spoil it. That's your... Give us your impressions, not spoilers. Your villain name. The spoiler. That's it? That's your... These are your impressions? Okay. I'm trying to think of a way not to say. Oh God! See, he can't do it without spoiling things. All right. Um. Yeah. Game, Game of Thrones is over. About, it's finished. Um. I think everybody should definitely watch the show. It's pretty good. Uh. It's, it's worth. It's worth the time and effort of watching. Um. Please don't do what I heard on the the Chuck Toddcast. One of their guests had seen the first two shows from the first season and then watched the finale. Well, Jess told me just this morning that she watched the first season and then she watched the last season. No. Yeah, but she had watched... Absolutely not. She watched all of them before. She watched the first season and she watched the last season. No, see, that's just wrong. You missed too much. Way, way too much stuff. Because I couldn't couldn't even remember everything that happened. I was ranting to her about Menelik and how how you're going to critique a film when you hadn't done the thing. Because she's seen all of them like 50 times. And she's like, yes, but I watched the first season of Game of Thrones and then the last. Mm-mm. And I was like, what? Mm-mm. She's what? like, but I don't care about the Game of Thrones. Marvel. But see, that's just it. The caring thing. What I don't understand is, if this is like the only medium where people skip <laughs> things. If you are reading an actual book of that same story and you started... I can see people starting and not finishing. Like, I started watching uh, Big Bang Theory, right? And I watched many, many seasons of that. And then it got to a point where it's just like, I just don't feel like watching it. It's like, it's not, it's less than that. It's just like, it's the it's, same it's, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's just, yeah, it's just it. not really all that interesting. So then you stop watching. I get that. I get that if you're reading. I get that if you're watching. So I get that if you're listening to a song and you're like, yeah, okay, it's all right, but I'm not, yeah, I want to get away from this, go to another thing. But I don't understand people who are slightly interested, say at the beginning, you're watching it, you're not interested anymore, and then you come back to the end. Like who reads the first chapter and the last chapter of something? 
Why would you ever do that? I never do that. But I'm saying you would never. But I know people who do. But why would you? But why would you do that? You weren't. You stopped being interested. Why did you read the last chapter? I don't know. And in Game of Thrones, if you did that with the books, it'd be like the first book, the first chapter, and the last. Last chapter of the last last book. book. And there's what, like eight of those? Seven, eight books, six or seven, I think. Listen, the only time I have ever in my life uh, not finished a series of books, it was a real struggle to get into the first book. And the only reason I kept reading the damn thing was because I was reading it with the ballet mom. And she's like, keep going, it's really good. And, and I kept reading and it was not really good. And I had ordered the third book because it had just released. And I had the second book, so I did an all-nighter. I finished the book, and I opened the for the book, the second book, and I read the first page of the second book. I closed that shit, went to Amazon, and canceled the third one and put the second one on the shelf. I've never touched it again. Which book is it? The Girl of the Dragon Tattoo oh. and the girl who played with fire. But see, that's just it. I get starting something, not feeling it, putting it down. Totally. Fine. But I don't, don't get. But then, if end. you were so interested to 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 go to the end, it seemed like you would have been interested to then go through the whole yeah. thing to find out what the hell it what led to this ending. Because just to read the end, what does that tell you? Right. It tells you nothing without context of all the stuff that came before. You know, yeah. oh, this woman gets knighted. Okay, but who is the woman? <coughs> why is this important? Like, why are you even doing this? It's like you can't watch the end. Without the middle, and I, I would say that most people in in media that they think is worth it, they do that. They they have this rule, the same thing I'm saying. But I don't. I really. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. That's like, I don't, just I don't, don't do the. If you weren't interested, just stop. That's like the kids saying, "Oh, Mrs. Farr, have you seen this Harry Potter movie?" Yes, I've seen them all. Have you read this book? Because I'm reading book three. Okay. Did you read book one and two? No, I'm reading book three. Then why are you reading no, why book are you three? Reading, right. You don't know all the things you need to know to get to book now, three. There are times when you have things that feel like they're the order is janky. Um, the thing that comes to mind is the uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, I was just because the what is book. One, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is not book one because there's a book that comes two books. The third book is The Magician's Nephew, and that's actually book one. Yeah. So there is that issue sometimes in books. So I can understand, say, somebody read the first two books or someone read the first book, The Magician's Nephew, and, and they like, didn't read the rest or something. I can I can get that because there is this there's this ability to read it in chronological order or read it in the order that they were published. I get that confusion, but but I I, I, I like pe- there are those people that will go back and they'll read the last chapter of a book first. Yeah, my uh, friend who's a writer. I can't, I can't get with that. She's either. not. 
Not only is she's a published author, and she will read the first chapter and the last chapter, and then go and read the rest of the book. And I'm like, but why, why would you do that? Why not just read the? But it book? seems like that's it's it's like literal. It's a literal spoiling the book for yourself. I I can't. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you already read it. Like, <coughs> if you've already done it once. Yeah, but if you've already read no. it, why would you need to read you it the last chapter? You don't do that ever. To. You don't ever do that. It's never okay to do that. Like, I have this thing where I, if I start a series, I cannot move to another one without finishing that one first. And I can't read the first book in a series and not read all of them. Yeah, but you can't. Even if it's 12 or 15 books. Yeah, sure they do. If you're watching, see... I'm sitting here binge-watching every night The Nanny from season one to season six. I'm not to season six yet. But I'm binge-watching in order. I've seen all of them already many, many times. But you do that when you watch TV shows. I know, but if you're watching... you, Your thing was, I don't move on to another thing until this is finished. And you don't do that with TV. No, you watch. No. Kind you of watch like lots, everything of, lots of things at the same time, De- and in different stages of the show. Because you might start a new show, but you might be the fifth season in in like five other ones. So you just don't do that with TV. TV is kind of a different medium, but I I I don't I just I don't get this idea of <coughs> skipping pieces of a story. I don't I don't understand that. I mean, even if you don't like it, it's like you kind of have to stick with it. If you're going to if you're going to get if you're going to go through to the end, it seems like you need the missing pieces because there are going to be details that are going to carry over. There are things that are going to move. Why would you want to miss all of that? And right. and the idea of importance you never know what's going to be important to you until you read it or see it. Right. right. So one line in a movie may not be anything, and then it ends up being an, an issue. Yeah. Thing in that next movie. I am Iron Man. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about that. All right. Don't, don't, don't. So here we go. Let's see what else do I have here. I got two more things. Go for it. I have. This is this is an expat thing. Yeah. Hey man, bring some, bring some. Where, where's your list? You gotta bring, you gotta bring some to the table. We're at the table, literally. So you ain't got nothing to bring to the table, and you're gonna complain about my shady business practices against expats? Yeah, let's get into that. Really? Here's what I don't understand. We're invited. We are invited to come to this country, to any country that we go to. We are invited. We don't usually go without jobs. We have expectations based on what we are told, right? We have expectations that based on what we were told, what our contract says. Contract? There was no contract. We have expectations based on their word. So when we get emails that say, you should expect X, Y, and Z by this date, and we don't get that because we're the expats, what the fuck? 
You just told me in English that I should expect this. And because your HR or your whoever is in charge of your accounting department doesn't give a shit about the expat teachers, we get fucked all the time. Yeah, I... I, I don't think... I think the school, or not just schools, but the businesses that have people working that are from outside of the country <coughs> do not realize the damage that they do to themselves, their brand, their business. Their country. When they, well, uh, country is, yeah. Um, but I don't think they realize the- From a the, business level. Yeah, from like how, how detrimental it is to hurt their own citizens, but when you hurt expats and you don't do what you're supposed to do for them, how that, if you rely on expats in any way for whatever thing, yeah, it's it's like that word, like you you can mess over, like we're in Mexico, so you can mess over a Mexican per, you know, person. That person might just leave and go find another job, but they never talk about you again because that's the the way the culture is here. Whereas, and they do it, they do it, they actually do it because they're human, but they do it quietly. But expats tend to have networks that do reach around the world. Yep. And when someone says, oh, should I go to this country? Expats will say, no, don't go to that country and think that, I mean, if you want to go to visit, sure, absolutely, go and visit. But if you want to go and work there, like I'll tell everybody, go to Thailand. Don't oh, work yes, in Thailand. It's beautiful. Don't live in Thailand. But go and work. Go and visit Thailand. Yes. It's Same thing with China. Go to China. I tell everybody to go to China yeah, because you'll you'll appreciate the shit out of your home country by going to China. Mm-hmm. But the the should you go there and work there? Well, you need. There are some things you might want to know about living and working there that are that. Only expats can express. Right. Because a, a person from that country is always going to downplay the bad things and they're going to they're gonna make the good things sound better than they are. But expats are not going to do that. They're just going to... Unless they've drunk the Kool-Aid, they're going to they're gonna give you an honest idea. Now, they may have accepted what is there in that country. But yeah. a lot of times, uh, expats are... If they get messed over by a job, by the country, by the immigration, by all of those things that we we have to deal with. If you do that, that word gets out. I mean, I, you know, it goes everywhere. It's like, it comes, and and it's funny, it comes back to us because we, we, like, you're not even thinking about, you know, what is it like to work in Thailand? And all of a sudden, you know, in your feed, Say on Facebook or something, there's somebody railing against, say, working as a teacher in Thailand or trying to start a business in Thailand yep. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yep, yep, that's yep. that's pretty accurate. We've, you know? we've experienced it. And we they know. and they, it's funny because you know people always act like, oh, don't say those things about that. It's like, but it's true. Right. Why are you trying to hide what's true about? I understand what's true about the country, but. If this is the way your business is, and this is what you do, trust me, everybody's gonna know. Yep. It's not gonna stay a secret, you know. And 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 a lot of times, 
It won't be your most disgruntled people doing the talking. They don't want to think about you anymore. How much have I talked about um, the school in San Shui since we left? Not. And you talk about one of the worst schools ever? That's it. Especially in dealing with the program that I was doing and all of that stuff. That was literally one of the worst because they didn't want us there. Right. You know, and they kept lying to our <laughs> bosses saying that they wanted us there. And then when we were there, they didn't want us to be there. Yep. You know, so it's like, okay, well, why are we here? But they didn't, you know, they had to save face. And that was, that was their most important thing was to save face with, you know, with, um, People in Beijing, people in another part of the country, with with people that they used to work for or work with. It's like, nah, hell no. Nah. It's like, if you didn't want an international program, you should have said you didn't want an international and never brought one there. But don't have an international program that you don't want to have good students in and take all the good students. So I mean, you know, it's like, duh. But okay, fine. Two and a half years of your life gone. But the the this idea that you should keep quiet. Don't tell anybody. Don't don't tell the truth about where you are. You know, no. That that's never gonna happen. Because basically, like for us here, the people that are Mexican are also seeing what's happening to the expat. Yep. And they're also going to talk about what happened when they used to have foreign teachers yeah. in their school. And they're going to be telling that story. So even if the expats are all quiet, the story still gets out. Yep. And I think if companies are going to be successful in this internationally connected world, they're, they're going to have to start really focusing on that. You cannot hurt those people. I mean, you don't have to treat them with kit gloves either. But you do need to pay attention to this idea that... If we do the wrong thing with these people, it might hurt us in the short term right. and the long term. It's an entire group of people right. that's all over the place. Well, and I think... It's an entire culture at this point. Mm -hmm. This this school is... is culture of expats. This school, that, our current situation, has been a nightmare since day one for us. And in the beginning, I thought it was just us. But I keep hearing from all the, the other foreign teachers that they're having the same problems. And I wonder how has this school been around for so long and they're still having all these same problems. And then I found out they've only had foreign teachers for a few years. But they've had foreign teachers for a few years. They should know that they don't make it so that the visa ends on the last day of school and not the last day of the contract. They should know that if you have dependents, your dependents need visas. They should know all of these things. They should know that if if there's a, a salary situation, they should know how to take care of that before there's an actual issue. Actually, there's, there really shouldn't be salary situations. Right. I mean, everybody has their their particular salary, their particular contract. The salary situations really shouldn't be situations and fixing them should not take months, but hours. Because honestly, what you're honestly saying is 
I don't know how to type a number in a computer because right. the com- that's where the, the everything gets generated. It's it's literally a, a typing a ten key issue. Yeah. And if you can't do ten key by touch, you, you look at it. Right. It's not that hard. You you fix. I mean, <laughs> I've I've had times in in places where you get your check. I'm sorry. You get your direct deposit, and it's wrong, and you tell your boss, and the boss calls accounting and says my my employee is saying that it's wrong can you please check this and then all of a sudden you have another deposit not even the, 20 minutes right, later of the amount yeah. that is the difference between and they have fixed it because it was some computer error or somebody fat fingered something or whatever yeah you know or they, they were looking at the wrong contract the, and, right but in the age of computers yep. this is not an issue anymore because once you set it up correctly then it runs monthly it yeah. runs weekly. It's not a it right. It's not a thing that you have to manually type the checks up. Right. Or it's like this is not how that works anymore. Nope. And unfortunately, I think the we have we have the technology. A lot of countries have the know-how, but we keep going to countries where a lot of that know-how isn't there. It, it's not it, it's not there in total. Well, some of it here, some of it there, but maybe not all of it. So then things seem disjointed and messed up and we're, we keep getting put in that situation. That's why it's like, do you want to keep working in that country? But then you go to the next country and you find similar situation. Right. And we never had paid. Over and over and over and over and over and over. We never had paid issues in China. That's not true. We were always paid in China. Well, we were always paid. But see, in China, um, when we went, the first place we went in China, we had no issues. At what all. was on the contract is what we got paid. We got it was. Sometimes we get random same, bonuses. Well, without, it was the same time. Yep. It was it was totally on the up and up. But it was not a bureaucracy that we were dealing nope. with. We weren't dealing with the school. We were dealing with the person. Yep, right. Whereas all of the other places were companies and. Oh, I have to call this person, and it's like, well, if you tell that person to pay us this amount, why is it not happening? Right. Why? Why is? I mean, you're the owner of the company. You're the director of the whatever. You're the you're the person over this particular program. You are the person that I go to. Why is it not happening the way you say it's supposed to happen? Right. If everybody else works for you, well, I. Why are if you're the top right. of whatever that organization happens to be, because I was in, you know, school after school, and it was different reasons why things would get messed up, um, you know, because they were trying to say at one time, I think in China, because they didn't have a certain amount of students that our pay had to be changed or something, and it was like, what are you talking about? I, oh, my contract was- is... That was in Wuhan, right? Yeah, but my, my contract is my contract. It's like, yep. it doesn't really matter how many students you recruited, that's my contract. Right. That's what you signed, that's what I signed, so we just move on from there because that's not really anything to discuss. And, but they were trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, the fact that we didn't do this thing means that you have to take less. It's like, oh, no, of course not. It's like, if that's the case, then let me out my contract, I'll go to the next place where they actually do business like people who do business. Right. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing that I think a lot of companies are really need to focus on is 
and and it could be and companies in the states are the same way. I just think that our labor laws dictate that everybody behaves a certain way because our labor laws have been this way for quite a long time. Yeah. And HR, human resources, FYI, <laughs> human resources is supposed to be a resource not for the company but for the resource for the workers that are doing all the work. That's what human resources is supposed to be a liaison between the two. Yep. It's not supposed to be over only looking out for the top management of the company and we're not we're only looking out for those people. We're not looking out for the people who are doing all the work because you know they they seem like they got that backwards here. They're they're protecting something or protecting people or protecting feelings, but they're not understanding that the people that need to use human, like you don't have a res- human resources department and nobody there. That's not a, that, or that, that makes no sense. one person there who is so sensitive and unprofessional that she refuses to do her job. Okay, I a person that can't do their job should not be there? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, duh. But, I mean, th- this idea that you have people in human resources but they can't do they can't do that thing that allows the people to do their job well. Yep. If you're always worried about your pay, then you're gonna you're not gonna really you're gonna have a hard time doing your job every day. If you're always worrying about a hostile work environment, you're always you're gonna have a hard time if doing. Your, I don't care what your company is. I don't care what you do. Right. If human resources is not working for you so that you can do a good job. Then that department is just a waste of time. If it's you're like, why are you hiring them? If you're constantly watching the calendar because you know that your visa is about to expire and your human resources department isn't doing their job to make sure that the visas are taken care of, then you aren't doing your you can't you really? can't do your job as effectively. Because you have this constant amount of stress that has nothing to do with actually being able to do your job. What? I'm sick. Yeah, but you could have gone over trapped. there. No, I can't. I have nowhere to go. I am trapped. You are not trapped. I am. I am trapped in this little strip right here. I'm so sorry for the blowing of this. Hey, at least I didn't do it right into the microphone. But you did, though. No, one. Microphone right there. And right there. You kind of did. No, I didn't. Ask them. <sighs> at least it's not smacking up the lips. I'm sick, man. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. And, and it's funny because in looking in the next school, there, it's like the same thing. It's like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And there's like the whole, we're going to string you along, string you along, string you along. And as far as I'm concerned, I can't deal with that for, for much longer. I can't deal with this level of uncertainty because I've been dealing with it since Wuhan. Right. You know, in Thailand, you knew you, you would get answers, okay? And if they didn't know, they would try to lie to you. But if you pressed them a little bit, they'd find out. Right. Um, but in China, in Wuhan, it was bad. I mean, real bad. In Sensui, it was even worse. Bigger school, bigger bureaucracy. So bad a whole lot of people that did started. not know anything about anything. Yeah. And then... Shit, we had to teach your assistant how to do our visas. Well, I mean, the problem is, I think, in different places, <coughs> the people that are inside of the government 
they don't have good information. No, either. no, no. Because what they do is the they have is. one person who can do this one mm-hmm. page, and then the, the stack of papers goes to the next person who does the one page. And if that one person isn't there, then nobody knows what to do. Then they, it's all stopped. Yep. And that's what, I mean, well, shit, when we were getting our uh, cards here, all of the cards got stopped because the the card machine, machine. There's one didn't machine. work. And it's like, wait a minute, you, you have one machine? For the whole state. It's like, who has one machine? Why would you have one machine in this one op? What, are you crazy? It's like, but, you know, responsibility. Yep. Who's responsible to making sure, I mean... And it was how down many, for how months. Many, how many million people live in Mexico City? Uh, almost nine million. So out of nine million people that work here, you're telling me there's not enough tax revenue to get two machines per? Or to have maybe maybe a couple backups that work so that when one machine goes down, you swap out the machines and then the other machine goes away. And this is kind of what I used to do when I did computers. You don't go and try to fix them. the one machine. You go and you swap out the machines, give them a good machine. They are now back up and working in, in, in hours or less. <laughs> and then you take that machine back and you try to fix it. And then if once you fix it, maybe you swap it back out, but maybe you don't need to. Because you have policies and procedures in place that it doesn't matter which box they have. Right. You just need the machine to work so that they can then access all their stuff. Well, in a place that's just making plastic cards. It's like, it looks like a driver's license. What? You know, that, that takes like minutes. It doesn't, it's not like a long-term But thing. I said that about our, our IDs for school, our badges for school. Why did it take two months to get this little badge when in college, they would have it right there they, for you. They would print that shit out and hand it to you. They yes. take your picture, they print it, you go over there, sign the paper, get the card, and off you went. The, Seconds. The, the technology is there. It's not a hard thing. And it's not expensive at this point to have a machine when you all have 1,800 And people. you know what's funny about that is they used to do that and the, the card was laminated right in front of you. Oh, Especially at universities, they would just they would take the <laughs> take the picture, print your picture out, then they would cut it. I have one of those. And still. then they would they would put it in the little frame for your thing. Yep. Have you sign the paper, put it all together, put it in the plastic, run it through the machine, <laughs> take it out of the machine, and hand it to you. Yes, hot. but now they hand you like when I went to um, CC. When I had my student ID taken this there, this was like a hundred years ago, right? No, this was. CC. This was 15 years ago. See? But it wasn't 100 years yeah, ago. Yeah, keep going. But they took my picture. I was two. Yes. Keep going. Um, they took my picture and with the thing attached to the computer and print right there and the card came out with the picture all ready to go. Could be swiped, could be what money put on it, whatever. It was there in seconds. Hmm. In, in less than two minutes, I yeah, have I, I Honestly, if, if you're going to give people a card that has, like, no meaning, like, it doesn't have a strip on the back, it doesn't need to be programmed, even if you are, it really is not that hard. But let's say you, you don't have that. If you, if you have a card that way, that's literally just a piece of plastic, it should take, I don't know. Seconds. Less than 10 minutes to go from no card to a card in your hand. The, the problem that I see is... 
bureaucracy. It's well, it's oh we have to send it here and oh we have to do this thing. They outsource oh, it's like everything. honestly, no, you actually don't. Rent the machine. Do right. it all in house. When and basically the same time that you gave that card, everybody should have got their contracts. Yep. And all you do is have everybody sit down, go through the contracts, sign the contracts. Uh, if you need to do banking things, you just do the banking thing. Here's your card. Here's this. Here's that. You're done. Good night. It's not that hard. Shouldn't take months. It, it, you, it doesn't take. It doesn't. Uh, there are certain, and we ran into this in China. It's like it should not take this long. It, it, there, there are things that happen inside of bureaucracies that take a long time only because you've got a stack of papers over here and you've got the one person yeah. doing the job. It's like, but why do you only? It happened to us in. In Thailand. In Thailand, where our stuff was literally sitting in a stack behind someone's desk, in this stack, and they were taking them out of order based on... Who paid money. Yeah. And they were pulling the things out, and you walked into the office, and I was looking, and they were like, there's your folder right there. It's like, why why is mine close to the top, but it's not being taken? Oh, well, they're just taking it from wherever they want to take it from. It's like, but why would you do that? Money. You know. Somebody slipped But yeah, the like I say, corruption, lying, all of that goes together. Uh-huh. You know, lying is taught. Yep. You know, corruption is taught. You know, it's like... I but actually, also, honesty is also taught. I actually sent an email home to a parent this week about that very thing because there was a situation where some... You don't have to tell the situation, please. There was a situation with some boys and... <laughs> The one child who brought it to my attention was honest. Yes, I did this thing. And he, he's like, I played a role, but this they, they went further than they should have. And so the school psychologist is like, he needs to have a punishment letter sent home. And I'm like, but why? He was honest about his role in it. Why would I do that? So I sent a note home to the parents and an email to the parents saying, you should be proud of your child's honesty. Because he had an opportunity three or four times to lie about the situation and he was honest the entire time, which is not common for these kids at nine years old. And so I wanted him to know and I wanted the parents to know that that is a valued thing. Parents had no clue. Kid never said anything to them about the situation at school. And when the child came back the next day, he didn't know anything about the email. And so I asked him, did your parents read the email? He's like, I don't know. So while we're sitting at the end of the day, I get a response from his mom. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for telling us, blah, blah, blah. We'll make sure he gets something. Next day he comes back. He's like, Mrs. Farr, I get to go on a trip because I was honest. I was like, okay. I would rather them reward honest behavior than make excuses for lying and cheating and irresponsible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, be honest. Great. But you didn't get to go on a trip because you were honest. What was what That's was your the, the sign outside of your classroom on the big chalkboard about corruption? How much corruption is in the country? Oh, they wrote up there. That's not mine. I I, no, it wasn't you. It was the sign outside like, of your room. Don't put that out there because next thing you know, I'll be in trouble for yeah, writing yeah, something yeah. on a chalkboard that I don't even I don't even write on. I don't even use chalk. Okay, what did the students put on the chalkboard? They put number of people, percentage of people corrupt in Mexico, 80%. 
And then they put the number of people corrupt in Mexico, 20%. Which didn't make any sense to me because when I read it and it was in Spanish and it was like, where's the not corrupt people? And they said, well, they're all corrupt. Okay. I don't know why you brought that up, but. Because. Uh, Aaron, that had nothing to do with me. Because Please, that had nothing to do with me. Aaron's saying. <laughs> You shouldn't reward the child no, no, for being no, no. honest with a trip. I'm saying when we have a you, we're in a culture that this the kids believe is a hundred percent corrupt. Yeah, I know. I was honest. I knew if I was honest, I wouldn't get in as much trouble. Okay, fine. You don't get to go on a trip because you were honest. You may get a. That's like Nothing. saying you get a good job. You were honest. Don't do that thing again. That's like Keegan coming about? downstairs right now saying I cleaned my room and then I say, "Great, right. here's some money." Hell no! It's like you good. did the you thing you were supposed to do. You right. have to go on a trip because yeah, you're I don't, honest. I don't. That's super stupid. No. And and I and I. But you have to remember, we're also in a culture of of that reward culture inside of schools, that thing, that thing that we never do. Right. Is, is trying to, is rewarding people for things that they're supposed to be already be doing. Giving a child a sticker like, for completing well, their work well, in the day. No, but we do, but they do it with adults too. I know. You know, it's like this idea, oh, I'm going to, I gave you something. It's like, but I'm supposed to do this. This is my job. I mean, the, this, this is, is why you I'm hired under, me. And I'm under contract to do these things. Why are you surprised when I do them? I'm I'm That's doing exactly job. what I'm supposed to yeah. be doing. That's it. I don't look for anything more than my paycheck on time. That's, That's it. it. Give and me my complete. full pay and on time. I'm done because that is what the contract says. You do this job. We will pay you this money. Okay. That's a good thing. Do my job, you know. So I do my job, and that's what. <laughs> and, I, and I think that that kind of coldness about employer-employee relationships and how that gets met out—that's what's very different across the world. Yes. And in the United States, we are really like, you know, I need to make sure that I understand every letter of this contract. You understand every letter of the contract. We sit down with HR and the manager and you. And we talk about it and we negotiate it and we go through it and everybody has an understanding before you sign it. And then when we sign it, this is our operating procedure now from now on for the length of that contract. That is your Bible. And you don't, and, and if you have any questions, you go back to that contract and you ask those questions to your contract. You don't go back to HR. You don't go to any, you go to your contract. This is what it says. This is what I'm supposed to do. Is there, if, if there, something needs to be, if there needs to be an addendum, if there needs to be an adjustment, that we all have to come back together again and go through this process again. That's that is what contract means. But it doesn't mean that anywhere, any country we've been in since, no. we still don't even have our contracts in this current place. We, I like, I don't even, I, I don't have it in English either. So it's like, if I, if there's any problem. And in China, we had two contracts, one in English and one in Chinese that didn't say the same thing. Right. So, I mean, you, you, this idea that that you're just supposed to just go along with what any manager says. No. What does my contract say? This My contract says I'm supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to just do anything that anybody says at any time. Right. Just because they consider themselves a manager. It's like, no, that's that's... 
that's what you would do if you didn't have contracts. Yep. But once you have a contract, you can't and you can't have like 20 contracts. You can't have all of your teachers under different contracts. They all basically have to say the same yep. thing because then it would be like, then why is that person doing like you're not allowed to wear sneakers. But then I walk into school and I see, you know, a bunch of teachers wearing sneakers. What's in the contract? Well, the contract doesn't even say anything about sneakers. Nope, so then, why, no then where's the rule? Why is there a rule about conduct when there's no rule <laughs> in the contract about what that contract should be, one way or the other? You know, it's like, no, no. This, there's no written that, in place. Like I said, this idea no. about contracts, sticking to contracts, sticking to what you say. You know, the whole idea of coming to an agreement and shaking hands, I found that that that's not a thing around the world that is a thing in in the united states i don't know if it's a thing in england but it's damn sure not a thing here in mexico or china or thailand this idea that that yes we come to an agreement and we both stick to it no that's not here and it's it's kind of sad because we grew up in a world that you know we people say it all the time my word is my bond Right. Yeah, that's not a thing. That That's not happening. I, outside of the United States, I haven't found it yet. No. And usually their word means And I'm not saying it. the United States is so high and mighty. I'm just saying that in the United States, it is an expectation. But we and also outside have... outside the United States, it's not an expectation at all. Workers have legal repercussions that we can... We have pathways that we can take. Well, all, all workers do in their countries. But, but the expats, expats may not. not. <laughs> but you know, you always hear these stories about expats who have taken this previous company to, to court and won. Right. Because of the company I worked for in, in China. That happened the yeah. year before. Somebody had to... That's exactly what happened. Yep. But it, it it doesn't seem like... I mean, it's like, it's like an expense. Like, say if... Let's say you're not getting paid the right amount of money. Then you take them to court. Well, you just kind of lost. You just gave all that money to lawyers. Right. You didn't really... Yep. I mean, unless you were, like some people do, uh, you know, you're married and you have kids and you live in the country. <coughs> yes, you're technically an expat, but you're also kind of a... Immigrant. <coughs> yeah, you're an immigrant. You're, you're part of the culture. Then it's a very, not, very different listen, idea. if you marry someone, a local person... And you have kids with that person, and you stay put. You are no longer an expat. You you're are an immigrant. You're an immigrant. An expat is a is a person who goes to a country to live and work and learn about the culture for a period of time, and then they move on. Well, they could move on until they want to be an immigrant. They want to immigrate to that country, right? You know. But yeah, it's a it's a very different thing. I don't know. I I, I just find that. Lying, responsibility, it gets all pushed up until you're getting, you're, you're going from kindergarten doing these things to when you're, you know, you're in some position, management position or something in some company, or you're the director of something, or you're the owner of something. It all, it all just keeps going. And basically that mode of doing and relating to people it just continues. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't change. It doesn't get better. And it's funny because living and working in the Midwest in the United States, that work ethic kinda, is a real. You kind of don't really 
want or try or think that these are admirable traits living and working in the Midwest. I hate the I, I hate the Midwest work ethic. I'll tell anybody but that. But you have it. But I unfortunately that's where I got my first job. That's where I've done the majority of my work as an adult mm -hmm. is in the Midwest. And it's just it's a totally different idea. I mean it's like yeah, I mean, yes, there are some shady-ass people out there. Oh, absolutely. But they pay for that shadiness at some point. Yep. Whereas I've seen some shady-ass people in a lot of countries, and they don't pay for anything. They just move up higher. Yeah, they just move up, which is kind of weird. Like in China, if you're really bad in your job, you'll probably be your... You'll, you'll have your boss's job next year. Yeah. Which I saw a lot of. Or if you... If you pitch enough of a fit and threaten and try to extort it actually works in China right uh, I would say it works in, in Thailand too yeah in Asia because Asia has a a different take right on on what we think of as morality or intellectual honesty or just honesty yeah you know alright what else uh uh, I think I've come to the end of my list. My last thing is uh, a gamer thing. You gotta wait for your gamer chat then. Yesterday, Keegan and I went and had uh, manicures and pedicures Billy, you done. You talk about nails. Wait. Come on, man, get to and it. And afterwards, we went to Starbucks, and as we were waiting for our drinks to be ready, the Starbucks was packed. The mall was packed. This little girl spilled her drink from the movies all over the floor. And her mom starts cleaning it up with the napkins. And the dad's getting handfuls of napkins. And they're cleaning it up. And Keegan and I are just watching this. And I looked at her and I said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she's like, yep, this would never happen in China. The mom's cleaning up. The dad's cleaning up. And by the time the girl from Starbucks got over there with the mop, it was all cleaned up. So what you're telling me is that we were, we were not telling the truth about our lack of responsibility that we are seeing around us. Is that what you're telling us? I'm, Is that what you're telling no, me? No, no, no. I'm saying that as expats, we have we have seen in different cultures how this this type of scenario has played out. In Thailand, they would have cleaned it up. In Malaysia, I watched them clean it up. In China, there's no way in hell they'd clean it up. And then here, I was actually kind of surprised that the mom and the dad cleaned it up. I'm not. Why? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like the place, you just made a mess. I know, but I'm not surprised. I watch kids do that in the classroom. But I watch the child stand there and do nothing. No, I watch kids do that in the classroom. I watch kids if the, if if somebody spills their pencil case, the whole group and, runs yeah. over to clean it yeah. up. Yeah. So I've seen. I've, I'm not surprised by that at all. But. You're telling me that the parents are taking responsibility for the actions of their child. But the child had nothing. She just stood there. And I'm just like, okay, honey, you could, like, move your things out of the way. You could move your body out of the puddle. Why? It's being cleaned up. Responsibility. I don't know if they are. I, I think your story just, just, but just it was, tore it was, up our entire no, half an hour of talking. It was, but it was <laughs> interesting for... To experience with Keegan because we've seen so many crazy things in our time traveling, and it was something that we both noticed. Like this would never happen in China, ever. This is—it was just really—it was a really 
surreal moment. Like, we're watching this, like, what the hell? And I don't know that I had ever seen a man clean up anything in Asia. I ain't got nothing. I got nothing. It was very, it was very weird. This from the boy who's been sitting here making hand motions for the last 45 minutes <laughs> and so hasn't said a word. Your, your story and who, is not who decides that the most exciting thing they're going to do during the entire podcast is blow their nose into the microphone. You got nothing? You got nothing. The only excitement the only thing, you had this the week is the vet. The was the Marvel stuff. So. <laughs> Very funny. All right, well... That's it. That's all I got for the people this week. Looks like that's it. Because my, since my list is empty, they don't have anything else. If you want to find the traveling fars on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, or the Spotify and Play, <coughs> we are the Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter or the Instagram, Traveling Fars, email travelingfars at gmail.com, which are we getting any emails from anybody? I have. I'm gonna take this off the list. Because we're not getting any emails. Are we getting emails? Come on, be honest. I've probably gotten maybe six. Oh, I think we need to uh, hit us up, people. Um, blog space. The traveling fires at blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. Wait a minute. Emails about what? Anything. You didn't bring that up. Anything. I got an email from a mom okay, who was helping me about it. transcripts for you. And I get all kinds of questions about how to get jobs abroad and... So wait, you're bringing up stuff that, I mean, would, uh, you, you don't want to share your information? I do share the information. When I get the question, then we talk about uh, it. It becomes a Q of the W. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bring, keep, it, keep it coming, people. Keep it coming. All right. Go ahead. Do you wave? Do it, man. Wake up, sir. Oh, this is why you don't want to do the game chat. All right, say goodbye to people. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Peace.